Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is Troy from Cleveland, and you are listening to the greatest Browns podcast that there is, Dogs Podcast. Let's kick this thing off. Woof, 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 woof. Woof, 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 woof. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Dogs. If you'd like to get your intro on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. We want to thank Troy for that intro. Uh, we've had that one for a little bit, finally able to get it on, but we're officially out, so we need more. So make sure you guys, you know, this show's fun with participation, so make sure you guys jump on there and leave us some fun ones. Season's hitting. There's some cool stuff to talk about, too, so if you just want to get some thoughts on the show, again, thedogspodcast.com and tap leave voicemail. You leave an intro and... You can just leave, drop some thoughts for us. That's true. We always talk about leaving a, an intro, but we never remind everybody, like, you can leave a voicemail yeah. with your thoughts or takes or a question for us, whatever you want to do, and yeah. we'll, we'll play them. We've done that in the past, and it was good, so we can get back into that. Uh, the Browns got a gritty, ugly win this week. We got a lot to get into. Uh, before we get into all that, remember to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you're watching on YouTube, remember to like and subscribe. Make sure you hit the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. Lastly, if you're looking for some extra content to get you through the week, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on our Patreon page. We got fantasy uh, leagues going on, game day threads. It's just a good time in there. A lot of It's just everybody who loves the Browns. So make sure you head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member. In the doghouse. Let me say something to you as a friend. You suck. So normally we start with what went right, but I think the story of this game is what went wrong. And, you know, obviously we get a 14-7 win on the road against a team who might be 1-3, but I think we all think they're better than their 1-3 record. Um, but, so you know, in the NFL, it's kind of like you are what your record is. But um, so we're never going to scoff at being 3-1. and one, And the fact that we were able to go in, not play our greatest, and come out with a win over a team like that, that's, that's good for the Browns. But – there's bad, and we have to talk about the bad. And I think it starts with what's going on with Baker Mayfield. <sighs> man, I feel like that's just the that's the question, loaded, man. Loaded question. It, yeah, big time. So, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. He hasn't been. It's last week. He wasn't horrible, but you could tell that he that was just something that was off. But if you if you go this back, week is totally different. So he was great against the Chiefs. Yes, but everybody has been. Yep. Jalen Hurts just lit him up for almost 400. Mm-hmm. And he almost didn't break 100 against Dallas for the longest time until they just started playing prevent defense. Um, so we he looked great against them. Against the Texans, he was, I think, 19 to 21, but nothing flashy, nothing terrible, one pick, and then he got hurt on that pick. Um, and then the next week, he was, I think, 19 of 31, still like 60% of his passes, but he missed some throws. And we were like, you know, Baker wasn't – Awful, but you know, there's a couple throws he'd like to have back. 
And then this week, the only reason I'm not calling this his worst game as a pro is because he didn't turn the ball over. <laughs> well, we, we've seen some bad uh, Baker Mayfield games, especially that. that Th- this was year. bad. This was super bad. It was. And he's really screwing me in my bowl prediction with all those yards and touchdowns. <laughs> no, getting right now. I mean, come on. I, I don't. No understand. touchdowns, 155 yards. What, what do you, okay. What's going on? So it, the only thing that I could see as a factor that I don't know if it's playing, obviously he's going to come out and say it's not, but the, if the shoulder is any type of an ailment that he's having, that's just maybe it's a range of motion type of thing where he doesn't have it 100%, but he's not going to come. He's not the type of guy who's going to come out and say, oh, I'm missing all those passes because my left shoulder's killing me because I popped it back in, went right back in the game. I don't know if that's affecting him. It's not his throwing arm. No, but I, I'm praying that's it because since, I mean, since the injury, it's been, it's been a pretty steady decline. He wasn't, he was okay against, he was efficient against the Chiefs, but nothing crazy. He was less efficient against the Bears, but there was a tough defense and he didn't turn it over. And then he just bought it. This was a tire fire. <laughs> this, yeah. this was as bad as you could be as a professional quarterback in the NFL, minus throwing a bunch of picks. That, that's what saved him from this being like an absolute, like just disgrace. It, it, it was, it wasn't pretty. Go ahead. So, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we're overreacting just a little bit there. With This is like one. I mean, I literally watched Zach Wilson throw four picks and have like 100 yards. No, that, so that's could, what I'm saying. It like, could listen, be worse. It could be worse. Not. It couldn't be much worse. I've watched Baker throw three picks and a half. The it, thing, can, it can be worse. The thing it can be worse. I think the thing that we might be glossing over, though, in that, looking at it that way, is Zach Wilson's a rookie. Yeah. No, first time head coach, first time in the system, all that stuff. Yeah. Baker, this is year four. This is make or break time. (laughs) Make or breaker? Yeah. Baker? (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) I don't even have kids. Um, I lost my train of thought. Thanks, guys. You're comparing this to Zach Wills. Yeah. I mean, it's the second year in Stefanski's system. And look at the fourth year in the league. And I know, I know Jarvis is out now, but he's had Odell the last two weeks. He's still got a great line with Will, even though Will's, they need to sit Will's. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I think that plays into it because I, but Baker is playing. He's week one. He was stepping up in the pocket, looked really crisp. I mean, the last two weeks, he, it's kind of like 2019 Baker again, where he's getting happy feet. He's just bailing very quickly. I mean, the one, the, the play that sticks out a lot to me, other than the, the two to Odell. I mean, my God, they should have been walking touchdowns for Odell and, one, he missed him by 20 feet, and the other one, he threw it so bad, it hit the corner in the back. <laughs> I mean, that's embarrassing. Back of the head, right? Yeah, back of the head, like back of the helmet. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, what are we doing? Was the play on third and two, and he rolls out and just refused to throw it to Felton? There was two plays like that. There was one where Felton was standing at the sticks. Yes. Nobody around him. Nobody even close, and Baker wouldn't yeah, throw the ball to him. Yeah, chose to run. And there was another one later on where – Kareem Hunt did the same thing. He was at the sticks. Now, there were defenders, but he could easily could have hit him yes. for first down. And I mean, was, he was not covered. And there was another play where Odell kind of ran like a, like a 10 to 15-yard dig, and if and he got yeah. some pressure out, and if he just steps up and throw, I mean, Odell is wide open. Instead, he tucks it away and starts running. We're seeing bad habits again, and I don't – is it because he's injured and he doesn't want to take hits and he's afraid to get hit, so he's got a little bit of happy feet right now? I don't know, but 
He's got to get it corrected quickly. We're, I'm not going to overreact to one game because until this point, I know the last couple of weeks it's been not as crisp as it was week one, but he's still getting the job done. So we're not going to. I'm not going to overreact and say he's awful now after he just played like 15 great games in a row. And everybody's entitled to have right. one bad one. But yeah, this is bad. I think that one another aspect of kind of the what went wrong, and it's kind of been the last two weeks is our offensive line hasn't been great. Mm-hmm. It's not like. Wills being on the one side, and then we have been susceptible to giving up pressure from defensive ends that makes Baker. So, like, you can see it in the game. Baker drops back deeper because he's so short. And then if there's any pressure from the inside, Baker has never been a guy that steps up in the pocket and really drills, you know, a perfect pass. He's a guy that does do the whole, like, ducking, getting out of the way, doing, like, a little spin, Russell Wilson-type spin move to get to the outside and roll out and then throw across your body, make a really good throw. And I think that what the Vikings did and what the Bears kind of did is they said, we're not going to give you those little five-yard, eight-yard passes where they're wide open type of a thing. They're making him throw 15, 20 yards downfield. And obviously, he's not as accurate right now doing that. So I, I credit the game plan a little bit from the Vikings. I think that they defensively played really well. I know Baker missed some throws, but I thought the Vikings played well on defense. No, we, yeah. And we touched on this, too. We knew what they were going to do, and they knew what we were going to do. So did that play a part into both defenses looking pretty good? It could have. But to, the Vikings did play well defensively, but it also at the same time, we left at, at least two touchdowns on the board. No, it, right. That's well, what I, and more. Yeah. You know, if we talk about some other things of what went wrong. Like down to four. And like the going line. for it so many times on fourth down. I like – being aggressive. That's the analytics. But there's some times where taking the points, yeah, like I, I get agree. it. You you march all the way down the field and you're thinking, ah, I just want to go for it. You know, we're right there. And, you know, like you said, analytics is telling you that, oh, you know, the book says go for it. Sometimes taking the points, though. I mean, yeah. I feel like we give a lot of points up. Or, Here's my problem, though, is if we execute, we get those. It's not even, it's not like the fourth down tries are just getting stuffed last week. We tried it on twice or on fourth twice and they were busted plays, right? We're not executing. Like I mean, we don't look as buttoned up and as sharp as we should, as we should. Yeah. You know, like we got, we got some untimely penalties. I don't, I don't feel like we're having a, like a, a ton of penalties, but it's pre-snap penalties shouldn't happen. It's pre-snap penalties are so frustrating. We're getting false starts offsides in it. And then, you know, busted plays on fourth down tries, the offense is the offense. The defense has kind of like made some serious strides the last two weeks that we're going to get into. The offense has not looked good the last couple of weeks. Now, and speaking of those pre-snap penalties, I mean Hudson had a drive killer, right? Weren't we? I think it was fourth and two. Weren't we going to go for it? And we had to punt. Yeah, and we ended up having to punt because it was fourth and seven after he full jumped. started. Yep. Yeah, it's just so I posed this question. You know, we're not going to overreact, but you know, this is a fun podcast question. I put it on here and I said, to this point, hang on, my computer fell asleep. Here we go. I said, uh, to this point in the season, if the season were to end right now, has Baker Mayfield earned his contract extension? I absolutely hate that we have to talk about this question yeah. because we didn't get things taken care of before the season. Because if Baker, this is going to be the question, especially as the season gets later, especially if he continues to not play well. Yeah. yeah. Of like, what happens? What do you do? Do you bring in another quarterback now or do you sign Baker? What are you going to commit? Are you only going to commit to a year? 
Cause ba- and I wish we knew kind of like what was happening behind the scenes. Obviously, we don't. We're just kind of speculating. Maybe Baker's wanting way more money or he's wanting a long term and the Browns are saying, no, we're going shorter and less money. Uh, we, don't, we don't know those facts of kind of what's being discussed that's keeping it held up. But there's obviously something that has to be keeping it held up. Either the Browns aren't willing to give him a deal and they're saying, you know, kind of what some Browns fans think of, hey, we're going to wait and see what happens because maybe we're not believers 100% right now. Uh, so I'm going to preface what I'm about to say by saying I think Baker is going to turn it around, is going to bounce back, and he's going to be awesome, and we're going to do what we want to do. But to answer this question, if the season ended right now, I would not give him an extension. Even though he's 3-1 and one as a quarterback for the Browns? Correct. For the Cleveland Browns? Correct. <laughs> Here's the thing. It, the, that the barometer is not to be three and one. The barometer is can he win a Super Bowl? Well then, then I mean, if you, my goal is not to win a couple games, that's not the goal anymore. Huh? I mean, I would say right now after week four, I would give him an extension, but it wouldn't be the extension that I think Browns fans or what Baker May Baker Mayfield is looking for. So what? I don't think that it's going to be like a Josh Allen or a Lamar deal no. where you're getting four or five years and averaging 40-something million a year. That might not be the extension, but I think if Baker doesn't play well, like after this game, say t- this was the end of the season, like you've mentioned before, what other team is he going to go and be a starting quarterback for that's going to pay him that kind of money? None. You know, so the Cleveland Browns coming to you and saying, hey, we'll give you a two-year deal and pay you – $35 million, he might have to take that, you know, and then it gives him the chance, you know, if it's a shorter deal like that, prove it over the next two seasons, then maybe you get that big deal for, you know, another three years or something down the road. To be to be honest, now would be, if I was the Browns, now is the time to go get this deal done. Now I think you could save money. <laughs> don't let him, don't let him get hot. You know what I right? mean? Because you could go tell him right now. Hey, we'll this give you, we'll give sitting. you, you know, and I don't know if there's even a such thing as like a two year extension for, I don't even know if that's, yeah, I don't know, but you could go try to lowball them and be like, well, fine, hit the open market. Right. Name a team that you think is going to give you that money. I can't think of a team that would give them that money. It's going to be fine guys. I, My I, God. I'm sitting My, over. I'm, all I heard was don't panic. We're not going to panic. And we're just, I'm watching, I'm just, I got to answer Blake's hypothetical question. Well, question. To answer the question, do you think he's played well enough to earn an extension right now? This would year? you pay him $40 million a year no. right now for the next four or five years and commit to him? Based on what we saw through four games. Yes. It'd be real hard to. Yeah. Right. But I think any contract talk beyond just the hypothetical after four right. games, yes or no, is kind of a moot point, kind of like Justin said before, because it's early, man. I mean, we can't overreact. We are three and one. I yeah. mean, we are still three and one. We got to remember that. And I'm telling you, I'm just I'm looking through the box score and, I, I you know, just flashing back to the game yesterday. We've got very, very limited weapons on offense right now. I mean, So he should with, be able to use the one we have. The, well, now I was going to get to that now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not blaming Odell at all here. Their chemistry. There's nothing there. There's nothing there, and there never has been. I don't know what it is between these guys. I mean, I that that pass at the end of the game that these, that they didn't connect on. I about I about broke my TV. I'm like, he's wide open. He's wide open. So these two guys, it just kind of seems like every time there's a miscue, which. 85% of the time there is a miscue of something that happens. The other one always blames the, uh, you know, it's almost like the blame. You see it like Odell's disgusted because he's wide open. And he feels like he should have caught the ball. 
and he just, you know, takes his helmet off and just does this thing where he just bolts to the sideline on the one play. I forget. It was like on a third down or something. And Baker tried to hit him deep, and he missed him. And he just, you know, straight to the sideline, helmet off, kind of, you know, just shaking his head. And then, you know, Baker, you look back at him, and it's like, oh, Odell didn't run the right route, or he broke something off. Like, it was Odell's fault. So I think that there's there's got to be some type of a riff there that you don't see that with Jarvis at all. No. You know, you don't see that with Jarvis. You don't see it with Higgins. And I'm not saying Odell's the problem. I'm not saying Baker's the problem. But there's something between the two that they can just haven't been on the same page in, what, three years? They, yeah, He's got to figure it out. Yeah, well, I agree. Because you got to use that weapon. If you're not going to use that weapon, then you better get something I said something yesterday about don't it, waste it. I feel like Odell, and I'm not, and let me finish this because I'm not blaming Odell. I feel like Odell is Baker's kryptonite. And I said that because I feel like when I'm watching Baker play, he is he is trying too hard to, to throw the ball to Odell. He's waiting too long for routes to develop or, or he's looking at him when he shouldn't be. And I think, I'm not saying that's an Odell problem. I'm saying that's a, I think that's a Baker Mayfield at quarterback issue that he needs to get over yes because if you can't if you're a quarterback that can't play with a number one receiver then you can't be an nfl quarterback i don't see aaron Rodgers doesn't get panicked because Devonte adams is on the field josh allen didn't get worse when stefan diggs came to buffalo i mean that's 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 a, a little that, better yeah that's a baker mayfield problem and again he's he, i think he's going to get it figured out but we don't got time for him to like deal with his emotional problems he's got to figure it figure it out because yeah. we got some games coming up. We need to win. We do not. We can't Starting afford. Starting Sunday. Yes. We yeah. can't afford to start ripping off losses because the guess turns out people in our division well, and at winning. This, at this point, I, I look at a team like, and we'll talk about them on the next episode, the Chargers come, you know, we're going to go out there and play the Chargers. That makes me nervous because if they're, we can't get into a shootout with anybody because we can't score. No, it wouldn't be a shootout. It's too hard. Our offense is too hard right now. We're relying too much on Stefanski's creative scheme at some point we got to hit some chunk plays some easy yards that just make it that loosen up the drive it's hard to go 12 plays against an nfl defense every single time you have the ball you got to hit some chunk plays we can't out trick everybody yeah and i mean there's probably a little pressure like what josh says because it does feel at times like they try to get, you know, maybe it's getting Odell going early or trying to get him touches or like kind of focus on trying to go his way. So Baker probably hears it from everybody about the chemistry between him and Odell. So then, you know, in your head, you're thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to go out and show him. I'm going to go and I'm going to, you know, make it happen. And then something we've seen that hasn't worked well in our favor. I think that they still obviously have time to figure it out. Rather it be quicker than sooner, like Blake said. Bengals are three and one. The Ravens are three and one. Both of them look, you know, like winning football teams. Like I'm not in our division. Yeah, I'm not convinced that the Bengals are that great, but I think they're going to continue to. They're going to be in games and have a chance to win. Exactly, football. Exactly. We got to keep pace with these guys. The Steelers are washed. I'm not worried about the Steelers, but I think (laughs) we're going to get into previews. I think these next two weeks are huge for Baker. We're going up against two quarterbacks that he's going to be getting paired to for his entire career. No, and one thing that I Baker typically plays better in these type of games where you know he's going against. We saw it against Mahomes. He kind of played up for that game. Hopefully, this is one of those scenarios because you know he should play with a little chip on his shoulder of just the fact that you know you didn't play well. I like that he came out in the press conference and, and he pretty took much 
said, I can't, this piss poor performance. You know, I can't, you can't be like this. Can't play like this. I got to be better. Well, this is the week to try to do that because the kid you're going up against is the guy, you know, that broke all your records as a rookie and you've kind of been forgotten, you know, when it comes to that, that talk. So I think this would be a huge week. I guess Um, my thing, a big reason, obviously, because I wanted to play better and I wanted to win, but I wanted to play better. So there's no distractions. I don't want to have but, to have the conversation on does he deserve an extension. Yes. <laughs> yes. And if, if he goes the next two weeks and he continues to regress and play poorly and Herbert lights us up and then Kyler Murray does the Kyler Murray thing, what's the conversation going to be in two more weeks if Baker has two more subpar games and those two guys that he's compared to all the time come out and light us up? Well, it's if, gonna if, be, he, if he plays poorly and we're sitting three and three all of a sudden, it's going like, to be like the world's collapsing. Who you're says we're going to get lit up? Our defense has no, looked pretty no, uh, solid the last yes, two weeks. You're definitely right. You're right. But right. But I'm just saying these are important weeks for Baker. Right. And I think, and like what I was saying is, you know, okay, so we held the Vikings to seven points. If the Chargers come out and put up 17 and we can only put up 10, we lose. You know what I mean? Like we just, they, here's it, the thing, they I, gifted I don't know us what's three, going on. They gifted us three points. Yes. Thank you, Sheldon Richardson. Yes. He, oh he still plays for Cleveland. Yes, apparently. he does. <laughs> uh, he give he, he Chris Webber. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he Chris Webber. But no. I, and again, before people like start yelling at me saying, I think Baker's going to get turned around. I just think he needs to do it quick. He he. We can, we don't have time. This is the year. This yeah. is the, the Chiefs are extremely vulnerable. They're extremely vulnerable. It could be winless almost. They, yes. I mean, the Eagles were in that game for most of the – then they ended up pulling away late. But I, I said this. The, the Chiefs loss that we all thought looked like a really good loss, every week that loss looks worse and worse. It does. I can't believe it. You know what I mean? Because the Chiefs are not buttoned up and they got some holes. You know, in the in our division, obviously the, the Ravens are always going to be there even though they should also only have like one or two wins. And then – um, and then the Bills. The Bills are blowing everybody out, right? The Bills are doing to teams what I thought we were going to be doing to teams. Yeah, the Bills yeah. look like the like number one college football team that's just blowing everybody out because they're so much better you than everybody. That's just how they feel right now. You yeah. don't shut people out in the NFL, and they've done it two out of the three. They've outscored their last three opponents 100 and something to like 14. What was the last two games? Wasn't it 35 nothing and 40 to nothing? 45 nothing this week, 35 nothing two weeks ago against the Dolphins. Yeah. And then last week the, they against blew the out. Texans, they, they, oh, that's right. it was like 50 to 14 or something. Yeah. That wasn't a football team last week? Oh, football, football yeah, it was team. Texans, football. Texans, Texans this week. Yeah. So they, mur- yeah. I mean, they're murdering. That's what I thought we were going to do. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we're not, and for some reason, we're not doing it. Yeah. I think that, you know, the Baker thing, like you said, people are going to be after us in the comments saying, "Oh, you can't not believe in Baker." I'm, I, I'm still the ba- I'm still on Baker. I still think that he's going to turn it around. I still believe in him. Obviously, we want him to see him play better because we know he can play better. Um, I think the defensive thing, probably, or the scheme of being against the Vikings, probably was a factor in this game. Because if you look at it, Kirk Cousins went twenty for thirty-eight for two hundred yards, so mm-hmm. yeah. he sucked too. Yeah, he he um. And I, and I, I, I don't know. I'm thinking the injury's playing more of a problem than what he's letting on or what anybody's saying. Yep. Well, what, whatever it is, part of this too goes to the coaches, like Stefanski, the offensive coaches, like these guys, they need to get with Baker and whoever else they need to talk. They need to get this figured out. Yes. I mean, this, this needs to get corrected. Yeah. 
because and, and it's stuff that I didn't think we were going to have to talk about this year. No, the way the, the second half of last year went, I thought we were good to go. I saw. Got to be better on third down. We were seven of eighteen on third down for thirty-eight <sighs> percent. That's terrible. Yeah, with two uh, wide open guys that we could have had first downs. Yeah. Right, didn't. I saw a stat after posting a fifteen point six QBR on Sunday. Baker's now twenty six in the league uh, in QBR with a QBR thirty nine point seven. That's n- that's not franchise quarterback. No, and I mean, so we, he's got to turn it around. You know, we we argue a lot. I know I do. I argue a lot in favor of Baker, and I I use a lot of his stats at least over the second half of last year to make my arguments. And he's, he's not giving me the stats right now to back him up. He to put that in perspective, he finished top ten in QBR last year. Yeah, well, he was the number two quarterback over the second half of the season, only behind Rodgers. Yeah. So, I mean, come on, Bake. We just got to figure it out. We know you can do it. We just got to, he's got to figure it out. Hopefully, it's just the injury. And, you know, every week it gets healthier. And hopefully, hopefully after this coming week against the Chargers, we're like, it was just one bad game. I just don't want to see it start to pile on. And it seems like it's been a a downward trend the last couple weeks is what has me nervous. I agree with that. You know, it I mean? started off as a couple, you know, just a couple touch throws that were just a little bit off. Yep. And then and all of a sudden it exploded into one dumpster fire of a game. So I just, I got to We got to see a reverse trend. We got to start getting better. Yeah. But as far as what went wrong, that's pretty much it. I, we ran the ball really well. I've Defensively, got, we're going to get into it. I've but. got one, what went wrong on the defense. And it's actually nothing that I saw in the game. But the fact that Greg Newsom is already missing a game from injury kind of has me a little worried. Now, again, I know I'm not trying to overreact, but we did talk about this after we drafted him, that he had those injury, that injury history through college. And here we go, taking a guy in the first round. And I will, I'm going to say this about injuries, though, is it's the NFL. And it, you should just basically expect like your corners and stuff to miss like two to four games. I know, but I'm saying there's one. <laughs> Yeah, that's one. So you know what I mean, I I just don't want it to d- turn into a six game absence or something yeah. stupid. You know, luckily but, we got a good performance out of Greedy. Yep, we're yes, gonna we get into that. But yeah, that's what, you know, which is why you got to have depth. Yeah. So anything else about one went wrong? Oh man, I I don't know. I think we nailed it. Yep. I guess so too. Okay. All right. Well, before we get into what went right, we want to remind you guys to check out Symbol. Head to symbol.com backslash dogs d a w g s to play the stock market for sports. You jump on there, you put your money in, you get 10 free dollars. You buy shares of sports teams you like. As their stock price goes up, you make money. You also make money every time they win. So if you have 10 shares of different teams, if those 10 teams win that week, you get an instant cash payout at the end. You can also check out our pick three league at symbol.com. You're going to go to the teammates section in the lower left-hand corner of your screen. Then tap that. Then you're going to tap join slash create league in the upper right-hand corner. Look for the dogs podcast league, click join league, and then you're going to make three picks against the spread every week. I think so far you can, you can join late and still do good. I have two. (laughs) <laughs> in, in in four weeks. I'm not doing well. I'm I'm struggling. So when we make our picks later, don't listen to me. But <laughs> so but the check out symbol.com, the stock market for sports. It's a lot of fun. And and honestly, guys, it's it's kind of like a I don't want to say safer way than like some of this sports betting to make money, but you, you can mitigate your losses more. <laughs> you know, if you're there's if you're definitely smart. strategy involved more than luck. Yes. Yes. It's not as much luck. It's more strategy. So check it out. It's the stock market for sports. If you're kind of a stock market nerd anyways, and you got Robin hood and you kind of do that kind of stuff, but you're also a sports guy, check them out. It's a ton of fun. We're on there. We have fun in the pick three league symbol.com backslash dogs, D A W G S get your free $10 and uh, just have yourself a good time. Dogs off the leash. 
All right, so what went right in this game? The defense. <laughs> Again, um, if you would have told us this after Tyrod was 10 of 11 against us in week two, I don't think we would have believed it. But maybe Joe would listen, and he listens to our pep talk. Because all of a sudden, Miles Garrett's playing all over different places in the line. I'm seeing Miles Garrett, Tack McKinley, and Jadavian all on the field at the same time in different places getting pressure. Um, we, we, we're not blitzing a ton, but we've sprinkled in more blitz than we were, and it's timely, and they're getting home, so it's making big plays. Um, the, the, defense, the defense is why we won. If, if this defense played like it did in weeks one and two, we would have lost this football game. So we have to, I mean, hats off to the defense. And, and to Joe Woods, I think we were all really critical of him in the first week, two weeks, and he's made some big-time adjustments, and he has these guys playing really well, and that's what we wanted to see. We just wanted to see him continue to make improvements and continue to make adjustments to capitalize on the strengths of our players, and he's doing that the last couple of weeks. Absolutely. And, I mean, our, our rushing defense there is isn't, crazy good right now. I yeah. mean, they had 65 yards. On 23 carries for 2.8 a carry. Correct me if I'm wrong. Has there been a 100-yard rusher against us yet? No. I don't think even close. It, no definitely not Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And, and it wasn't Mark Ingram, and it wasn't David Montgomery. So, absolutely not. No. And no I mean, Dalvin They're not Cook, even sniffing 100 yards. Dalvin Cook had a couple nice little chunk plays for like 8, 10 Just yards. Just a couple. But that was it. And, and we're completely shut. And I know down. he was a little banged up with yeah. his ankle then, but even Madison came in and couldn't do anything. And he's a good running back too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in years past, you'd have seen these guys gashing the Browns run defense. Madison would probably be a starter on a lot of teams. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Oh yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's kind of like their cream hunt. And, yeah. you know, and it wasn't even like a one dimensional shutdown. Cause like Justin Jefferson had a nice game. I think he had six catches on like seven targets, but Adam Thielen kind of was quiet. I think he had like seven or eight targets. He only ended up with three catches. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, overall, kind of a, I don't want to say it was a boring game, but like, you know, with the combination of us holding onto the ball for like nine, 10 minutes at a time, and then, you know, we're coming in, getting good pressure and getting good stops with them. I mean, we, we only gave up 190 yards through the air. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay, after after last week, that's a lot compared to one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, in the NFL, 190 is pretty it's, good. It, and without, Especially when you're facing yeah. a guy like Kirk Cousins. Th th this offense came in as one of the hottest offenses in the league. I think yeah. he was over 300 yards every week, the first three weeks. Yeah, I At saw least two of them, if not everyone. Another stat from uh, uh, Twitter from Jake Trotter. After the opening drive, Kirk Cousins was pressured 15 times on 34 dropbacks the rest of the game. Two of 13, zero passing yards when pressured. He, he did not look comfortable back no, there. We no. were we no. Were, when we finally after that first drive, I don't know how you guys felt, but I was like, "This is going to be a long day." Yeah. One, it was a seven and a half minute drive. Fourteen play. Yeah, and they went just methodically right down the field, open guy after open guy, or a long run here and there, and it looked like we were going to have trouble all day long stopping him. And then, little did I know, that was not going to be the case. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, yeah. thankfully that that was not the case. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, Joe Woods, I'll give him credit. He dialed us some blitzes. You know, JOK's shown that he can be a guy that you can send. Sideline to sideline. You know, send after sure. the quarterback. Yep. Um, we blitzed Denzel, and he had a free, you know, run at Kirk Cousins. So 
he's finally, you know, digging into the playbook a little bit, not just sitting back and yeah. letting the defense or the offense do whatever they want. Before we get into JOK, I think in our preview, we talked about the weapons they had, especially at the receiving unit. We talked about Jefferson and Thielen, and then even KJ Osborne oh. is their third option. Thielen was three catches on eight targets, and Osborne was three catches on seven targets. Yep. I mean, we limited, so we let we let Justin Jefferson get his a little bit because I mean, one guy is probably going to get his. You can't shut everybody down all the time, unless it's the Bears. Uh, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But to, we completely limited the rest of their offense. I mean, we shut it down completely. And JOK is different. Yep. Yes. We we haven't had a guy like that on defense oh. in, in my life. And that's man, that's what we were all hoping for. When we drafted him, we're like, this could be that guy. He he is. I mean, obviously, Miles Garrett's an insane playmaker, but we have we've never had a guy that plays in space that looks like that. That his closing speed and his tackling, he kind of reminds me of like he's the Nick Chubb of our defense. He's real quiet, like kind of a humble demeanor at the in the the at the podium. And then he comes on the field and just dogs you for four quarters. If I if I was going to <laughs> compare him to somebody the Browns have had in our past, kind of like a TJ Ward type of player that can come up, stop the run, get after the quarterback, and then you see him in coverage. He could cut you know, that type of player that we had. Obviously I think JOK can has a higher ceiling than yes, what TJ Ward had. And it's hard for me to say that because TJ Ward's one of my favorite Browns players of the last twenty years. Right. So I think that JOK, I mean he's making my one of my bold predictions of rookie of the year on the defensive side, you know, look like it could be a thing if he plays this way for the rest of the season i think i saw minimum 100 snaps or something his uh, pff grades 89.3 or something it's like the highest crazy or something i mean he's playing out of his mind and i'll tell you who else is playing well is delpit yep delpit he's Del- <laughs> he's an animal just on the back back end of the defense and he's almost always in the right place mm-hmm. even on like a broken coverage yeah. he's the guy that makes the tackle he's the guy that ends up you know in on that play. The play that's really standing out to me about Delpit yesterday is um, they end up getting a whack roughing the passer call Stupid where Kirk call. tripped over the guy who that was, was already on the, on the ground. ground. And, the, and the announcer's like, well, you can't go. He didn't go low. He was. Li- he didn't he, even he, know. He backpedaled into him. Yes, it was terrible. But Delpit's on play that play, insane. Th- this guy, he threw it to somebody and he was wide open and Delpit closed 25, 30 yards. Oh, yeah. Is that the one where he laid out and laid out out the way? Yeah. I was like, how much ground did he just cover when he covered half the field? And we said, too, from training camp, when we saw Delpit in person, we're like, he's bigger and he's long. Like, the way he stretched out, I was like, okay, the guy can. I I was like, holy. I was like, that play might have just saved like a touchdown or like a huge gain. And then I thought they were going to call holding, and it, it was a terrible roughing the passer call it's awful but those two are living up to the hype and i i I don't want to jinx it but my favorite thing about delpit since he's come back is nowhere like he's not hurt right Uh, yeah man and i'll tell you what he's played multiple games without being hurt we did those things yesterday those guys stepped up because ronnie harrison went out early yes and and you know what i mean and we saw what that did to us during the chiefs game when he went out early but we didn't have delpit yeah so we didn't have to bring in MJ Stewart. No. no. And the thing, I was just looking at the stats here for JOK. I mean, he, the leading tackler yesterday was Malcolm Smith on 51 snaps. He had eight tackles. JOK only played 35 snaps, had seven. He's all over the field. 
all over the field. And I think we have to give a big props to a guy here. Greedy Williams stepped up. Yep. Yes, he did. Got his first NFL pick. And I just felt good for Greedy. He's got so much. He's caught so much slack, even from us at times, because he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And a lot of bad luck. Yes. And to see, I mean, nerve damage. Who, yeah. You don't expect to get nerve damage in your shoulder. And to see him come stick with it. And I'm sure there are times where, like, mentally, it wasn't easy. And to, to stick with it and to come out and play like that against a high-powered offense, get a pick, I mean, he played really well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I thought that Greedy played well. Um, when you consider their offensive firepower that they have, I mean, you, we mentioned the wide receivers, but, like, even, like, the tight end Conklin that, like, took over last week, and he's probably most of people's fantasy waiver wire pickups going into this week. Uh, Did he do anything? Because I don't even know who that is. No, he had like <laughs> four. I think he might have. Let's see. Conklin, what is this? So that's the first half. But uh, four yeah, catches, he, 18 yards. Yeah, he lit up. I forget who Minnesota yeah. played last mm, week. Two touchdowns. The Seahawks, two touchdowns. two touchdowns and like 80 yards on eight catches. So fluky. Yeah, so I think that, you know, our defense played well and our offense continued over and over again to not put them in good situations by, you know, going three and out or having a short drive and punting the ball back. Our coaching staff didn't put the, or the defense in good situations either. We forgot to kind of talk about that on what, what went wrong. Our clock management under four minutes was awful yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. I mean, we got the ball back after the Vikings uh, didn't, do anything and had to turn over on downs with a minute 20 left. And we gave them the ball back with a, we let them keep one of their timeouts with a minute and one seconds left. We took 20 seconds off the clock and put our defense right back out on the field and said, well, we couldn't get a first down. Go ahead and stop them again. Yeah. It, it, and it, it got dangerously close. Like I, I didn't like how close they ended up getting down the field, but credit that, you know, in other recent years, the Browns defense lets them get down to like the 10 yard line. Yeah. And the um the defensive front's getting home with only four now. Tack McKinley's got I think two sacks now in the year. He looks he's very energetic when he's in the game. Yes, he he's playing well. McDowell's playing well. We're moving those guys up front. Jadavion Clowney looks really good. Yeah, like he looks really good. Couple big things that I thought that were some key plays on defense that kind of go unnoticed was I'm pretty sure it was Malik Jackson twice. Uh, with the batted down balls in the second half as that was just like, it felt like the Browns would do something on first and second down and then it'd be like third down and they'd complete the Justin Jefferson or something for a first down. And there was twice that Malik Jackson got his hand up and swatted the ball down. Those little plays like that are huge. Yeah. Uh, the I think what was the attack McKinley had a sack on it. Was, was it a third down or I don't know if it was a third or fourth down. It he, was short and he had a sack that ended up pushing him back. He came in when uh, Clowney had the little rib injury. Or I something. thought it was yeah. a hip thing. They yeah, were it was saying. like a hip flexor. I was like, man, come on. It, and then he was back bad. in like the next drive. It looked real bad when it happened and everything. And yeah, then he came back in. But when he went out, McKinley came in. It's like, we didn't miss a beat. No. Yep. It was great. I did like Kevin Stefanski finally was, I think it was like right after Clowney came back in and then Miles Garrett went out because he was like tired. And the announcers made a like comment of like, Garrett's going to the sideline. It was like third down late in the game. Yep. And Stefanski was like, wait a minute, Miles and called timeout. Yes, I was. Because, I sent a text. Yeah, you can't do, I mean, you got to have your best players on the field. So a good awareness of whatever coach on the sideline or whoever said, hey, uh, Miles is out. 
Yeah, it was thir- it was 17 seconds left, third yeah. down, and Miles Garrett was on the sidelines. And I was like, this is money time. Right. <laughs> this what is you why we're paying you 150. You can't suck it up for 17 more seconds? Right. right. I was like freaking out. And then they called the timeout, and he went. I was like, thank God. Right. Who knows what happens if they don't call that timeout? <laughs> well, a lot of times in those situations, too, I think coaches, like, if you're in that late game situation, you know the offense doesn't have timeout, you're hesitant to, like, you don't want to call timeout yeah. and give them the chance to draw off the play they want. Yeah. But sometimes you need that, though, because, I mean, guys do get, uh, they were gassed. You could see, yeah. like, they were gassed towards the well, end. And we want to make sure that we're in the right position. Well, we I'd, talked about at the end of the game, our offense wasn't doing our defense any favors. Yeah, no. none so. at all. I mean, they were on the field. And I, I, I think we controlled the possession of the game. Uh, if we look at it, 35, 35 minutes to 24. to 24. But still, it just felt like we just aren't we capitalizing just, in the red zone. Yeah. And on fourth down tries, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. It's um, no, but since this, oh, what were you going to say, Justin? Uh, you might be going the same direction. I was going to give one more guy kind of, you know, a nod. Hey, we got a kicker. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We got yes. a kicker. Yes. I don't want to yes. forget that. This give guy, him an extension right now. Right now. Today. Yes. Um, but still, I mean, Perfect on the year so far. I and, agree. and kicking big kicks. Well, not they, like yeah, little they weren't chip shots. No. Long kicks, 48, 50, 53. Yeah. 53. Things that we yep. wouldn't even have dreamed of trying with Cody Parkey. No, this is last year we were bringing in Jamie Gillen to try and kick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he, in, well yeah, he looks good. He, he is at least, I have faith in him to go out and make kicks now, you know, until he. he I'm okay with doing the kick instead of. Being more aggressive on fourth down, fourth and yeah. seven. I'm with Zach when yeah. he was talking Early about that. Early in the game yesterday, like, I was I had I felt myself on the other side of that. Now I'm like, kick the field goal, take, take the, the points. points. You're yeah. on the road in a in a very loud, hostile environment. I know they're down though. I I get, but it was like, only it was only seven nothing. I yeah, was like, but you're like you're, you're going to get the ball at half. Like I, I don't know. But maybe right? Stefanski did see how quickly they went down the field and scored two, and was like, well, <laughs> oh, if right. we're going to play like that today. But yeah. The other thing is the field goals that he's making are awesome. But the thing that, you know, we kept crying about last year was even kickoffs yeah. about kicking the ball into the end zone. So they have yes. to start from the 25 or, yeah. okay, they want to try to take it out and we can keep them, Pen them and, you know, 20. at the 20. Yeah. We didn't do that at all last year. It was like starting field position was the 35 yard line. It was like middle school football is what it felt like. So I, I, I really, I agree with you, Justin. I'm glad you brought that up. Yep. McLaughlin has been. A godsend. Awesome for us. He's, 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 yeah, stepping up and making the kicks. So, the other thing, I, and go along with that, Jamie Gillen punted the ball well yesterday. Yep. yep. Yeah. They, you know, he like, caught them all. Yeah. He, his <laughs> average coming in, or his average was what, like 39 yards? He, he had one that was 54 yards yesterday. So, he needs to live up. He's got some making up to do. Yeah. Still haven't forgot about that botched no. snap. No, but. I was going to say, this is the second week in a row now that, I mean, Nick Chubb had a fine game, 21 for 100 yards. That was awesome. But there were times when he couldn't get a couple yards. He was struggling out there. The defense was keying in on him. We just weren't getting good enough push. They bring in Kareem Hunt, and it's a completely different game all of a sudden. And then when Chubb comes back in, you know, on the next drive, now he's got running lanes. It's really weird to say he had a quiet 100. Yes. But I remember watching that game thinking, man, Cream Hunts looked more explosive than Chubb again. And then I went and checked the stats, and I was like, well, I mean, he's got 100 yards. He's getting almost five yards of carry. I guess he's not doing that bad. It's just Cream yeah. Hunt just looks different with the ball in his hands he right just, now. He's more explosive. He has the more explosive, more. First, if like, you first want to say, step, like, like, 
it's a loud run. I don't know if that's yeah. how you Reckless. want it. You know what I mean? Like I feel like he's where just like Nick Chubb's violent. The, it's violent. It's, it's yes. violent. I like yeah. that word better. And he's, you know, he's energetic and he shows some emotion after, mm-hmm. you know, a long run, whether it's getting up and signal, signaling first mm-hmm. down or something like that. Like Nick Chubb's just ho hum. He just right. runs it for 93 yards and then just gives the ball to somebody. Yeah, straight. Gives it to the ref. Nick Chubb does a good, like, he bounces off of guys. He lowers his shoulder, and he kind of ping-pong off people and stay Mm -hmm. on his feet. Kareem Hunt will jump right into you. I mean, he will will two feet plant your chest plate and put you down. Like, he just jumps into guys. He's always – Right. His hair's flying. His arms are flying. You know, he's just crazy. Hunt definitely – they both break tackles, but Hunt's broken tackle was like he ran you over or ran through you where – Nick Chubb's broken tackle was like somebody like hit his leg, swat his leg, and he's just strong enough that you don't even really notice it it's, happen. They really are like the perfect complement for each other. Yep. I've yeah. never seen two running backs. I mean, these guys are so great together. Yeah, they it, are. And it just—it's a testament to how great Nick Chubb is too that he can come out and run for a hundred yards. And we're like, oh, Nick Chubb was a little ho hum today. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah. He had, he had yeah. a quiet hundred. It's kind of like the right. LeBron thing where you're like, oh, LeBron didn't do that great today, and you check his stat line. He had like 25, yeah. 10, and twelve, and you're like. Oh, sure. He had triple-double. You know what I mean? That's kind of what it was like. Um, But I I think that's pretty, you know, I think that's pretty much well Ray. Obviously, the defense. And then we were pretty hard on the offense early, but we did run the ball well. Um, Control the time of possession, which does help the defense. Keeps them fresh longer for the the end-of-the-game scenarios. Um, I had one guy I did want to shout out, and it's Hollywood Higgins. Yep. He came up with some big catches yesterday. That's what he does. It's driving me mad that they're not using it more because – I don't know what I don't know what it is, but when he's on the field, whenever Baker's throwing the ball to him, I mean Higgins comes up with the plays. He does. If it's like third and eight, book it. I, I'm like yeah. I'm like, where's Higgins at? Get him out there because that's that's who it's going to go to. But no, he, yeah, I don't know. The offense got some things to figure out, yep. and just like Baker took responsibility, the media asked Kevin Stefanski about Baker's struggles, and he said, "Well, I struggled." So he, you know, he put it on himself too. So they, those two got some things to work out. Stefanski's a, a great head coach. He's a great leader. I have full confidence in them figuring this out. They figured it out last year. Yep. So it, it started slow last year. And we mm-hmm. got. I just don't want to start slow because the beginning of our schedule is tougher this year than it was last year. Yeah. And I don't want to be sub five hundred going into the bye or you know what I mean that kind of stuff. Um, but all right, that wraps up this episode. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Dogs. Obviously, the Browns got some things they need to work on, but it's a lot easier to work on these things after a win, and we're never going to complain about being 3-1. and one. For all you Dog Pack members, we'll see you on the After Hours show, and everyone else, we'll see you in a few days when we preview the big matchup with the Chargers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at the Dogs Podcast and become an official Dog Pack member and join the dogs.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.